Hello and welcome to QPod, QIC's Investor Insights podcast series. I'm Alison Hill, State Chief Investment Officer at QIC, and each week we invite our listeners to take 10 and get an update on economics, markets, and other topics of interest for institutional investors. And each podcast, I'm joined by QIC's Chief Economist, Dr. Matthew Peter. Hello, Matthew, and a Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, too, to you, uh, Alison. And uh, yeah, big year 2023 in front of us. No doubt it's going to be jam-packed with excitement, just like the last couple of years have been. I have no doubt as well. And, and indeed, in, in on the the success of 2022 and just because of how jam-packed we think it might be, we're actually moving these podcasts to weekly. So given that, let's get straight into it. Labor market data has been very strong, as I think most of our listeners will be aware of. November, the unemployment rate was as low as 3.4%, which I think you corrected me in one of our podcasts last year that that's a 48-year low, which is obviously quite remarkable. But we had the labor data out again yesterday, really key stat for the RBA. We're seeing a bit of wage growth maybe good from a personal perspective, but potentially different from an inflationary perspective. But we did have a big miss on headline employment. There was an expectation of 25,000 jobs to be created, and instead it came out as a loss of 15,000 jobs, Mm. and the unemployment rate ticked up. What's the big picture here? Well, um, the labour market data is one of my favourite releases, uh, uh, Alison, partly because, as you say, it's important to the economy, um, but also it really talks to our our main experience, and that is, you know, do we have a job and how, how confident we are of having a job going forward? And the labour market performance has been just wonderful um, post the uh, uh, COVID, the, the downturn of COVID. Um, now, the labour market data is month to month is quite volatile. So uh, no one monthly data print uh, sort of makes a trend. Um, and notwithstanding the loss of uh, jobs in December, with the unemployment rate still at 3.5%, uh, the labour market is still very strong. But, and this is the big but, in my opinion, it's probably past its peak, Alison. And, and that really shouldn't be a surprise because the high inflation and rising interest rates must eventually take their toll. And you've already seen business confidence falling to quite low levels. And, and so businesses' appetite for strong employment growth um, at some point must start to wane. And another way of thinking of it is the employment growth that we've seen over the second half of 2020. 22, which has just been miraculous. You know, we've been creating jobs at this breakneck pace of 40,000 jobs per month in the second half of the year. And with the unemployment rate over the over the second half of 2022 falling by a full percentage point from 4.6% uh, to its current rate, as you point out, 3.5%, that really can't continue. So we do think uh, that uh, the labour market is peaking pretty much in the last couple of months of uh, 2022. I think that makes a lot of sense and probably would give a little bit of comfort to the uh, to the RBA as well. Actually, I want to delve a little bit further into another stat that I picked up in that uh, release yesterday, which might also be a little bit COVID-related. And you know, at the beginning of COVID, we saw a lot of job losses, but particularly in relation to jobs um, often held by females in the services sector and so on. But this time around, we saw a few losses from female jobs, but not as many as the male population. Is that a bit of a, a reversal of what we might have seen in the early periods of COVID? Yes, uh, Alison, you're really picking out some of the uh, interesting features that uh, tend to be a little bit more buried below the headline numbers in this uh, report. And I, I think you've you've picked out a beauty here with the female uh, employment numbers, that notwithstanding the fact that 
females weren't, you know, immune from the downturn in December. As you point out, they lost uh, jobs, about 2,500 jobs. Um, it was much less than the male job losses, and they were about, uh, you know, over 12,000 um, male job losses were. And that's not good for anybody. I'm not trying to paint that as a as, a, as, a, as something good. But the females, even in the downturn, are outperforming out, um, out in this month. But to your point, if we go back to the longer-term trend, it's been a fantastic outcome for women. And as you point out correctly, they were the most negatively affected in the downturn because of the industry exposure of the patterns of employment amongst females. But since then, uh, we've seen a really remarkable recovery in uh, female employment. So, uh, for example, female employment now is about 6.6% higher than it was uh, relative to um, the uh, pre-COVID level of employment, of female employment, which is, a, which is a fantastic outcome in any circumstances. While male employment is about 4.7% higher, which is also a great outcome for male employment, but it does show that females have not only recovered those initial losses, but they've surged ahead as well. And where we're seeing a lot of the positive in uh, female employment is, is, is also in the participation rate. So more women are being brought into the labour market post-COVID um, uh, or the big downturn of COVID. And that's also helping swell the employment numbers. Very mm. positive um, outcome for women. It is, and it's got to be positive for the economy overall as well. And and talking yeah. of that, let's let's turn to the outlook. You've said that we're past peak labour market. Where do you think we're headed over 2023? Yeah, well, uh, the, the full impact of higher inflation and higher interest rates is really yet to work its way fully through the Australian economy. Uh, and growth will slow through 2023 and will be below trend, we think, unfortunately, for most 2023. We'll, we'll probably avoid a recession, but it'll it'll be very quite a weak um, economy whilst we adjust to these higher inflation, higher interest rates, and that'll result in a sustained slowing in employment growth. And we should see a gradual lift in the unemployment rate. We expect the unemployment rate to be up around four percent by the end of the year. You're listening to Alison Hill and QIC's Take Ten podcast, where I'm having a discussion with Matthew Peter. So this should take some pressure off the RBA in some respects, but a 4% unemployment rate is still low relative to historical standards and still below the non-inflationary rate, which I think they look at at around 4.5%. So given we're still thinking that we might have to experience some wage inflation given that employment data, how far do you think the RBA needs to go with the cash rate to get inflation under control? Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, even getting to 4% is not, not at that non-inflationary level. So there will continue to be wage pressure building throughout 2023, even though, as I said, we're expecting a slowdown in growth. Now, how far they need to push interest rates up is, is a tricky question because there are quite lengthy lags between, on the one hand, changes in the cash rate when they're implemented. That takes a while to feed through into um, spending and investment and employment growth and hence the unemployment rate. And then there's another lag between adjustments in the unemployment rate and when that sort of features in wage growth and then that feedback loop into um, inflation, obviously. Now, we think the unemployment rate should hit 4.5%, that number where you know wage growth should top out in the first half of 2024. But to ensure that sufficient heat is taken out of the labour market, the RBA must continue to hike rates um, over the March quarter. In our view, the RBA will take the cash rate to 3.6% by 
with two 25 basis point rate hikes at their board meetings in February and March. But then it can pause. It can leave the cash rate at 3.6% as the, the higher rates work their way through the economy, Alison, contributing to uh, an ongoing abatement in inflation, importantly, facilitating this gradual rise in the unemployment rate back to the more sustainable level of around 4.5%. Now, as we're going through 2023, one of the issues that we're going to be facing, uh, particularly in markets, is a slowing growth, but uh, still a relatively high rate of inflation, notwithstanding the fact that it's coming down, but also higher wage growth. Now, we know that higher wage growth is like quite a negative for corporate earnings. Higher interest rates are, um, you know, uh, impact. They raise the cost of capital. And I know that um, you have been sort of looking at equities and we're seeing equity markets come under pressure in the second half of 2022. And your view throughout 2022 was, you know, not very constructive on equities. How are you seeing the risks to equities evolving over 2023? Yeah, look, it's a really interesting time to be investing in markets. And we certainly have seen equities react very strongly to any news in relation to inflation. And I think such strong employment, as we've talked about domestically, but also we're seeing that, for example, in the US, does give that risk to wage price inflation, and which, which is negative for corporate earnings. So, Indeed, it's corporate earnings that we're really focusing on. We think equities have largely adjusted to changes in real interest rates. And while we've seen some softening of earnings in terms of analyst earning expectations, we really don't think we've seen them come back to a level which is you know, consistent with the economic outlook. For example, analyst earnings on a consensus basis are about 10% above uh, the trend line looking back in history. And that doesn't seem to us very consistent with an environment of a slowing economy or one that potentially internationally um, might go into some form of recession. So we do think we'll see some softening in corporate earnings. And really the big question for us that we're looking at, Matthew, is is that going to happen in a quick adjustment or is, does it happen gradually? Um, now, look, that's a very difficult one to see, but I think you know whether it happens quickly or not is, is going to be quite important. And in a, a key insight to that might well be the US earnings season, which has begun already, but we have a very critical week next week with some you know, large corporates and a lot of the banking sector making some earnings announcements. So I'll be watching that with interest to see that whether... That sounds like a topic for a... Uh, a topic uh, for next week, perhaps. Next so week, yeah. Indeed, good introduction. So, um, Matthew, thank you very much for joining me and thank you to our listeners for tuning in again for 2023. And thanks for taking 10. 